Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Today is July 5th, 2023. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, I made a video here earlier where I talked about Canelo against Jamal Charlo, the hitman. Right, the heavier Charlo brother at 160. Well, that fight fell apart in the closing minutes, right? As only boxing can. So a different fighter stepped in to fight Canelo. And that fighter is Jermel Charlo, right? The best in the world at 154 pounds. Now, what I want to say, simply put, is that this changes everything. I understand. Many of you are going to disagree with me. Go ahead and tell us why in the comment section of this video. But when I think about this fight, especially after having watched some style matchups involving guys from different weight classes... Right, Roy Jones fighting for the heavyweight championship against John Ruiz. Michael Spinks fighting for the heavyweight championship against Larry Holmes. Right, Larry Holmes, simply put, is one of the best heavyweights I have ever seen. Right, understand it was news that Michael Spinks could go the distance with Larry Holmes, much less beat Larry Holmes. What I need for people to do is to look at this fight and ask themselves the same kinds of questions that they asked themselves before Ray Leonard ended a multi-year hiatus, hiatus to fight a dominant champion, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Right? Just understand, this fight has many of the same dynamics. Canelo's weakness to me, where he's most vulnerable, is against fighters who can move. Right? Caleb Plant overlooked the scorecards here. That Caleb Plant fight was a competitive fight until the later rounds. Billy Joe Saunders was actually coming back in his fight against Canelo when he decided to lean over the pocket. Right? My point to you here is to consider the foot speed. Jamel Charlo, unlike his brother, is what I call an ambush fighter. Right? Think David Hay. Think Sergio Martinez. Ambush fighters, for whatever reason, are always undervalued, right? I'm just telling you there's an open question in this fight, and it's an open question, on how many rounds it takes Canelo to close the distance between himself and Jamel Charlo. Let me also point out, too, that Jamel Charlo 
like David Hay, is a heavy puncher, right? As you're trying to find him, he's pivoting and he's jumping into the pocket with heavy hooks. Now, Brian Castano understood that the way to beat an ambush fighter is to follow him after the ambush. Brian Castano, very heavy front foot, right? Castano is always hunting you down. When Jamel Charlo would jump in and throw punches and then back out, Castano would move with him, right? Tony Harrison, had a jab, and had foot speed, right? Harrison was able to keep Charlo on the end of his jab and keep him busy in the fight that Harrison won, right? Canelo does not have that level of jab. I know that is a controversial position to have, but Canelo is a slugger. He's a great left hook guy. He's a guy who deconstructs you in the pocket. That's prime Canelo. He's not the guy who shows up and then starts flicking a jab. Joe Joyce right, start flicking a jab that can keep an ambush fighter busy. I would also question Canelo's foot speed, right? I believe that Canelo likes to be in his construct. He doesn't want to change cadence and run after you to then start throwing punches on you. So I believe Canelo against Jamel Charlo is going to find that his style does not work as well as the casino thinks it will. Now the line on this fight is still being formed. On oddschecker.com right now, they have Jamel Charlo. Folks, he's the best at 154. Understand when a fighter owns a division, like he owns 154, that fighter necessarily is one of the best in the entire sport. Well, right now you can get Jamel Charlo at a plus 300. Right, a plus 300. Let me just tell you how unformed the line is. If you're on odds checker, you're going to notice that Jamel Charlo, by decision, is a plus 270. Don't take the plus 270. Why would you when you can get Jamel Charlo simply to win at higher odds? Right, the plus 300. 
What this is telling me is that the line's unsettled and there is smart money out there that realizes that Jamel Charlo is the betting side of the play. Right, folks? When they tell you Jamel Charlo and they say plus 300, you should already be getting out of your seat to bet on the fight. Now, I agree. I always have a caveat here. You always need to be careful when the guy is fighting out of his weight class. And there's a two-weight class gap here, just like there was for Manny Pacquiao against Oscar De La Hoya. Right now, some people are going to be scared off by the weight class gap. But understand, there's a foot speed gap here. Right? Understand, too, with Jamel Charlo, you're going to get angles that you don't normally get against Canelo. Right? Jamel is an ambush guy, but then as he backs out, he backs out at angles. Very smart fighter. Now, he knows that Canelo has ring coverage with one of boxing's best left hooks. This is a veteran fighter who's not going to back out into Canelo's left hook. I believe he circles away from Canelo's left hook. I believe he's on Canelo's right side. And I believe he hits hard and his power is going to matter because he's sudden. Right? You don't have to be the hardest puncher in the fight. I agree. The harder puncher is Canelo. The bigger man is Canelo. You don't have to be the hardest puncher in the fight to hurt the other guy if you're sudden. So I don't believe that Jamel Charlo thinks he's the biggest and baddest at 168 pounds. I don't think he, you know, uh, thinks he can beat David Benavides or David Morrell. No, I believe this is a Ray Leonard situation. Understand what Ray Leonard said after he was awarded the decision against Marvelous Marvin Hagler, a dominant fighter like Canelo, but one who you understood was rough and tumble, hoping for a pocket to form. Right? Ray said, look, I don't consider myself the champ here at middleweight. I'm not the champion. I just knew I could beat this guy, right? Charlo moves too well to be taken lightly here. He's too skilled to be taken lightly here, right? Hagler, who, in my opinion, moved better than Canelo does, was able to shorten the distance with Ray Leonard and hit Leonard in the body. Right? But understand, Hagler, Hagler was ambidextrous. Hagler could pivot. Hagler, in fact, wastes the first two rounds of the Ray Leonard fight, coming out fighting right-handed when Hagler was left-handed, at least fought left-handed. Right? Hagler was a guy who could swing on both legs and change from lefty to righty 
kind of like James DeGale, right? Canelo is a committed right-handed fighter. Understand, that's going to make it easier for Jamel Charlo. I'm expecting a spirited fight. Charlo knows he cannot stay in the pocket. He has to move. Charlo also knows that while Canelo is hard to find, right, because Canelo is shorter and hides his head and is able to, first he has great head movement, and he's also able to tuck his head by a shoulder. But I need for people to look at Charlo's victory over Jason Rosario. Charlo is excellent at jumping in the pocket with body shots. Right? The base bet here, the betting side of the play, for me at least, is Charlo simply to win at a plus 300. Right? The weight class gap, while today, has people nervous. Right? which had me nervous before the Manny Pacquiao-Oscar De La Hoya fight when I took De La Hoya, in part because of the weight gap. But just understand, boxing back in the day had many guys who jumped weight. Right, Bob Fitzsimmons, people don't realize, was the middleweight champ, jumped to heavyweight, won the heavyweight title, dropped back down to light heavyweight, won the light heavyweight title, right? An argument can be made that the worst Jack Johnson looked in the ring was when middleweight champion Stanley Ketchell drops him. Then Johnson gets off the canvas and drops Ketchell. Henry Armstrong jumped in weight, and the weight jump actually helps him against people like Barney Ross because he was too coordinated, too quick, right? Too much volume for the bigger fighter. Understand, sometimes jumping in weight, especially when you're the faster fighter with the better legs, and you move more than the heavier guy. Can actually be an advantage. So as crazy as this fight sounds, just understand, there's a reason why Jamel Charlo is only going off at a plus 300. When Charles Martin, a former heavyweight champion against a guy who had never been past the sixth round, was going off at a plus 800 and higher against Big Baby Davis, excuse me, Jared Anderson, right? And so just understand, the smart money is out. Someone is betting on Jamel Charlo, right? I'm looking to bet on Jamel Charlo. My casino isn't offering the bet right now. So I'm hoping the plus 300 holes. Let me tell you what else I'm looking for that's not being offered by my casino right now. 
I believe this fight is going to go several rounds. I believe that much in Jamal Charlo. So I want to hedge my play on Charlo with the over. Because, quite frankly, the Canelo side of the play, the odds are too short. Right? So right now, I'm just giving you my initial view on the fight. You say Jamel Charlo plus 300 against a great fighter, but one with slower foot speed. Right? Than than Jamel Charlo. And I'm going to take Jamel Charlo because Charlo himself is a great fighter. I'm going to hedge the play with the over. I'm expecting Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler. In other words, Hagler, a great fighter, is walking forward toward Ray and can't find Ray. Ray is using hand speed to flurry at times in the fight, especially the last 30 seconds of rounds. I'm sure Canelo's not going to allow that to happen. But just understand, Charlo's the kind of guy who could keep Canelo following him. How many rounds did the Caleb Plant fight go? Right? Understand, John Ryder fights Canelo from the pocket. Understand, Golovkin fights Canelo from the pocket. Right? This is a different fight than the Danny Jacobs fight because Danny Jacobs tries to fight Canelo from the pocket. The secret to Jamel Charlo is the pocket is going to expand. He's going to be outside the pocket for much of the fight. Then he's going to jump in and he's going to have a predetermined combination in his mind. Think Prevetkin against Dillian White, their first fight. Right? Jamel Charlo is going to be in and out. And understand, Jamel Charlo's in his 30s. This is a seasoned fighter who has mastered an ambush style. Understand, Jamel Charlo, when he was younger, used to be a pretty boy. He was not the knockout puncher he is now. Now he's a fighter who comes in and understands that he needs to lead with power shots. He has the leverage already thought out. He's going to be circling Canelo. He's going to force Canelo to lift his feet. He's going to force Canelo to deal with movement. You want to see a guy who used movement to go the distance with Canelo, even when he only had one good arm in the fight. Look at the Callum Smith-Canelo fight. Right? You can be outside and move. Use lateral movement. Use suddenness. Come in. Throw enough combinations to bank some shots then get back out. Unless Canelo can change rhythm like Golovkin did against Kell Brook, where Kell Brook had the faster feet, but Golovkin would just run over to him. Look at the film of that fight, right? Golovkin ran over to Kell Brook to pin Kell Brook on the ropes. 
Well, just to understand, in terms of spacing and tempo, Jamel Charlo is better than Cal Brook. This is a live fight. Jamel Charlo is a live underdog. Enough early money has come in on him so that despite a two-weight class weight gap, Jamel Charlo is only going off at a plus 300. I think Jamel Charlo has at least a 40% chance of winning this fight. Right, At least a 40% chance. In other words, he should be no higher than a plus 150. But the plus 300 is encouraging because it tells you that smart money has come in on him. I'm going to go with Jamel Charlo. He's one of the better fighters of our time, folks. Right? He understands. Against a guy two-way classes up who's one of the hardest pound-for-pound punchers in the sport, he can't trade in the pocket. He's not coming to trade in the pocket. He's coming to circle, then come in with ambushes. He needs about four ambushes around to have a chance against a very popular fighter to steal the rounds on the judges' scorecards, right? He's aware of the left hook that slowed down Kovalev, right? Look at the ending of that fight. It's a left hook. Kovalev is completely diminished after that left hook. Then Canelo cleans it up with the right hand. You can't take chances with Canelo's lead left hook. Jamel Charlo's going to know that. You can take chances with Canelo throwing a lead straight right hand. He doesn't do that as well as the left hook. Understand, too, a Jamel Charlo is going to have an opponent reaching for him. Right? What I also want people to consider, let's say Canelo is inspired and is more aggressive on his front foot that night. You and I know Canelo's not going to be as aggressive on his front foot as Brian Castano was against Jamel Charlo. Understand, too, Jason Rosario, very front foot heavy, very aggressive. I don't think Canelo's going to be as aggressive on his front foot as Jason Rosario was. Right? Keep in mind how the second Castano fight ends. Jamel Charlo's outside, jumps in, has the hook ready. Castano not ready for it. He's going to have moments like that against Canelo. Right? Styles make fights. Canelo cannot match Jamel Charlo in terms of foot speed and lateral movement. I think the underdog here is a live one and has a chance. The bet I like is the underdog, Jamel Charlo, the best at 154. I know the fight's not at 154, but all I'm saying is you're talking about a fighter with skills. Right? I like him, and I'm going to hedge with the over. I'm guessing people aware of Canelo's power, 
and aware of the fact that Canelo's going to be by far the heavier fighter in this, are going to have that over-under down around, let's say, nine and a half rounds, the midway point of the 10th. I think Jamel Charlo, who has never been stopped, he lost a decision to Tony Harrison. He's never been stopped. I think Jamel Charlo in camp is going to focus on his survival skills and is going to make sure he doesn't get pinned against the ropes like even Ray Leonard did. Right? Understand, they claim, they claim that when Ezra Charles fought the great Rocky Marciano, the first fight, they claim that Ezra Charles's back never touches the ropes. Now, I've looked through clips of that fight, and there is a moment where you look at it and you say, wow, it looks to me like Ezra Charles is over by the side with his back touching the ropes. But all I'm saying is highly skilled fighters can find a way, even against hard-hitting front-foot guys who are methodical, not to be caught over by the ropes. Right? If Jamal Charlo can keep this fight in the middle of the ring, in my opinion, he has a chance of winning it outright. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments and your analysis in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.